My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Hunter. I'm Christian. Oh, there we did it. We did it. We, we did it. <laughs> and we I'm are sorry. back with another episode. Hi, oh, Star, why didn't you say anything? You did. You did. You did say something. Hello, Star. Right the gate. Great job, everyone. Wow. Okay. Well, now that we're all introduced, this is a uh, this is a breakdown for episode three of The Bad Batch season two. It was a great episode. There were a lot of callbacks. There were a lot of emotions. And this kind of foreshadows things going forward, which we'll definitely talk about. Uh, but without further ado, let's jump into it. Josh, take it away. All right. Okay. So uh, this is going to be episode three, um, The Solitary Clone. And uh, we're opening up on a planet. We're coming down. Um, so... We have a uh, troopers and an officer landing on the planet. Um, so, what are you getting from the, the? What do you guys think of the vibe from the the beginning of the episode going into it? Are you liking Hi. it so far? I mean, we get to we get to a point where um, we meet with the governor. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. <laughs> like, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good <laughs> can happen here. Well, the first thing that popped out to me, honestly, was the art. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, their budget went way up, in my opinion. Like, so far up. So, oh, yeah. It's like, the way so the clouds move is like... Yeah. yeah. I um, thought this planet was great, too. Uh, it's called the planet Dexus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the, the Galactic Empire going ahead and uh, trying to relieve the title of uh, Governor of Dessex. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we get a whole thing of her being like, "I am not gonna give that to you." Sorry. And uh, then one thing, one thing I'd like to point out at the start of this episode, because I think it well, I think it's really obvious throughout this whole episode, but especially here at the start, they really highlight it. And then again at the end, but we'll get to that. But the shuttle that's coming in at the beginning of this episode is full of just stormtroopers even mm-hmm. though it's a repurposed republic shuttle yep. it's troopers. full of just stormtroopers and they're there to do the bad stuff and kick the governor out and then we see the clones come back and in more ways than just showing their general demeanor and attitude i think they are really highlighting the difference between the republic and the empire by using clones versus the new stormtroopers mm-hmm. I also like how the design for the new stormtroopers, uh, like of, of that transition from clone going to the TKs that we know, mm-hmm. is that Ralph McQuarrie design for them. And we saw that in season one of the Bad Batch. And I love that they did that. But I love how they are bringing the, the original design of the stormtroopers into um, canon. Because we've never really seen that before. And I don't think they did that in Legends. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but 
I don't think they brought that original design from Ralph McQuarrie. Like you're talking and, about Legends Canon or just any of the Legends? Oh no, they definitely did it in any of the Legends. But yeah, well, <laughs> I, th well, I think originally there was a like a, a a Phase Three armor for the Clone Troopers that got like thrown around design wise. That was like a midpoint between okay. Classic and New Hope Stormtrooper, and then the Clone Trooper as we know it. Okay. And then yeah, this is so, just the Macquarie original concept. All right. Right. In the Force Unleashed one, we saw a hybrid between clones and TKs that had like sort of a TK visor with the, it was sort of a phase two lens, but then it morphed into a Stormtrooper down at the bottom. It's kind of a cool design, but that's really been the only time we've seen that. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I'm also pumped to see the Macquarie stuff. I think it is an interesting choice, though, because they decided to add in this extra step when we've already seen Imperial Stormtroopers in Clone Wars animation at the end of the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. But I'm not complaining. <laughs> well, I think that scene uh, at the end of Clone Wars had to be, like, way, like, I mean, not right. way down the yeah. road of, yeah. of during the Age of the Empire, but it probably had to be at least maybe five years after um... yeah yeah I, I figured it was had to be either about five years after or it would have to be after the first interaction we get between ahsoka and vader in rebels mm -hmm. yeah yeah i would like to see a callback to that scene at some point in the bad batch maybe there's an imperial officer that that's like oh we can't do this mission because because we were assigned to this planet with vader and then you know like oh like that's a cool tie-in uh this is something like that because i remember which i think all of us do um when that scene happened and we just saw vader walk up and and pick up ahsoka's lightsaber and we all had chills and i know hunter likes that scene because he did a full photo shoot of <laughs> of, of of that helmet in the snow yes. uh yeah <laughs> so I would really, really like to see some type of um, connection to that. But I loved seeing the Ralph McQuarrie style of Stormtrooper. I can't wait until we get the full out TK in Clone Wars animation because that's what I wanted in Star Wars Rebels. Would and you like to see it in live action? Crazy enough, there's a bunch of you know <laughs> movies that have it, but I'm not sure if you're aware of it. Uh, but for this planet, I really enjoyed it because the the castle really gave me um, those that type of vibe of um, oh man. Uh, so in in the movie Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail, that castle just remind. I yeah, I I I I know I know that's a weird like connection, but that castle just reminded me of it. Uh, in, in 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 a way, and uh, and and then there's the castle from the movie Willow that was very similar as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if if it was like a homage to that, but it looked very similar. But anyways, yeah, I mean, um, con continuing on, we fully get. Um, so the governor completely refuses; she's not going to let them take over. And then we get uh, a bunch of battle droids coming in. So, what do you think of that? <clears throat> I. I mean, I I love anything that throws back to Clone Wars as much as possible. But if the it, there was something about seeing B ones back on screen that was just kind of like it, it, it like it lit up like the inner kid in me because it was <laughs> the second that happened, you're like, oh yeah, 
we're gonna get classic clone on droid violence in this episode. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, I. I was not expecting to. I mean, I thought it was just going to be like the normal B one battle droids. I was not expecting to see the 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 commando droids mm-hmm. or the droidicas yeah. or the tactical I, droid. Oh my god! Yeah, just all of it was like Clone Wars vibes, and we knew that was the you know the thing that they were trying to do. But I love how they just didn't force that stuff in, and it made sense to the plot because they went to an old separatist planet. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the droid shutdown though, because they made it very clear that oh hey, all of the droids are shut down, and it just sounded like it was like a clear order across the galaxy. But then you they, have um, different. Yeah. No. They mentioned that later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either Cody or one of the clones brings it up when they're on the ship, um, yeah, coming into the planet, and is like, hey, I thought there was a shutdown order, and I think Crosshair said. Oh, they probably just reprogrammed or whatever. So Crosshair's probably seen this kind of thing before when he was going around doing Empire stuff before mm-hmm. um, he was left on Camino. Yeah, and I I liked that because in Rebels, when you have the droids show up and they mm-hmm. have been reprogrammed, and like I remember watching that in Rebels and being like, it's cool, but like, didn't they get a shutdown order? And I thought this kind of helped tie that together where it's like, oh, there are pods of droids around that have yeah. been reprogrammed or somehow gotten around it so it, i think in in rebels we see battle droids two times one is reprogrammed the other one is the like kalani droid yeah that see gets the order goes this is obviously the republic Wrong. messing with yeah. us so we're just gonna ignore that order yeah 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 uh i also liked the fact that the that the governor had a droid type vibe to her as well because of the helmet thing that she was wearing made it like appear that she was a droid but then we mm. find out later that she's not and i that was a um, cool costume yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. agreed agreed um continuing the episode uh we open on uh crosshair waking up um he goes to the mess hall uh trying to eat and anyone around him just absolutely despises him um gives him a big look they walk away uh calling back to more of the uh the episode's title uh he's basically just all on his own um gets called up to uh rampart's office and is essentially talked to and told to go on a mission and that he was actually left on Camino for what is it, 31 days? 32. 32 days? Yeah. 32, 32 days rotations. on his own. You can also tell that it really it pains Crosshair that he lost his position of commander because you you like see him get excited of, of, of being like, oh, like I um what what troops are assigned to me? And then He's like, no, 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 no. You are going to, you know, to someone else. And you can just see, like, his emotion just drop me like, oh, okay. And then, uh, but I like how Commander Cody was the one to to request him. And I think, in a way, when Cody is talking to Crosshair when they first meet, and he brings up there have been some clones that are you know leaving the empire and stuff like that 
to me, it sounded like Cody was trying to see what side Crosshair was leaning because I think he was trying to recruit him to leave. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that might point towards to what we see in the trailers of where of where Rex is like, I uh, where he reaches out to the Bad Batch and say, hey, I have a mission for you. I think that might be him maybe trying to rescue Cody. I think it might be um, uh, maybe Cody is trying to help some other clones and Rex is reaching out to the Bad Batch to help Cody. I just I'm very glad I was wrong uh, about them fighting. And I think we're all happy about that, too. Uh, but who knows? They like that is for now. Yeah, <laughs> that I, is uh, for now. <laughs> right. Because I could see them doing the same thing that they did to Crosshair where they maybe enhance Cody's chip and they make him like worse and they mm-hmm. make him more compliant. I Again, I hope that's not the case. And I know it sounds like I'm trying to make it sound like I really want them to fight because I don't. But I could just see them going I, that way. I think that we all know that Dave Filoni is probably going to hurt us as much as he can with this. What? So he do that? No, no, no never. Way. Dave Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I saw Crosshair in the trailer, I or not Crosshair, sorry, Cody in the trailer, I knew it was going to go one of two ways. Either he was going to be bad, and there was going to be a showdown between him and Rex, or him and the Batch, or whoever, and that was really going to hurt a lot. Or he was going to turn good, and we know he's not in Rebels, so it's going to hurt a lot, just in a different way. (laughs) Yeah. So here we are on path two, and it's still going to be painful. Yes. Yeah. But it'll be like a bittersweet painful. Uh, Wow. A, a a big fan of the podcast, David Lozano, says that... Uh, <laughs> Who's that? Uh, yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's just some random guy. Uh, he he commented saying that he that he wants a series about Stormtroopers and what they had to go through. There is an actual um, fan film uh, series on YouTube called Bucketheads. And that's very similar to what David's talking about. And that's really good. So if you guys haven't watched that yet, that's a lot of fun. And I think a lot of um, a lot of people from the 501st are in that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I highly, I highly recommend watching it, especially the Battle of Endor one. That opening scene. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. So I would definitely check that out because those episodes are super, super great. It's, it's, it's on YouTube. It's called Bucketheads. Definitely check it out. But anyways... Uh, continuing on with the episode, um, so Crosshair gets his uh, new orders. Uh, he'll be commanded by Cody, um, and they end up meeting. And we see his new armor, Cody's new armor. What did you guys think of that? I was like, wow, it's so muted and sad and dreary in color. <laughs> I yeah. loved that. Uh, I loved that Cody went through the effort to repaint the exact same markings back on his armor it's like you know they told him like hey you can't be original you gotta take off that orange and he was like okay but i'm gonna repaint the whole thing gray (laughs) you can tell he's like trying to keep his like personality and Mm -hmm. keep his like individuality it's interesting that they don't just get rid of like tell them like hey you have to have new armor like that's it yeah it's interesting that they still allowing them to have that kind of personality Right, and I think that's indicative of Cody and where his character's at in general, because we saw Hauser, one of the only other 
clones that's still painted in season yeah. one mm-hmm. and he went AWOL and now we're seeing Cody and he still has some individuality left and now he's going AWOL too. So it's, it's yeah, kind it's a of cool an, kind of like visual reference of yeah. being like, hey, um, it's like you can see how muted down the color is, but they the thing that makes them different is that they have a personality and right. that that goodness in them will keep them away from conforming. And it's interesting right, seeing yeah. that on screen. Yeah, like every almost every single clone that we've seen so far with a different armor set uh, is either is a, is a major player or just completely uh, is done with the Empire by yep. the end of the season or episode. Um, continuing on, they do end up landing on the planet. Um, they uh, the governor is being uh, is held, holding the officer hostage currently, so it's going to be a rescue mission. Um, so what did you think of they, she ends up having a conversation with him that I thought was uh, pretty interesting. It's cool seeing her side of what's going on currently in the galaxy. So I liked having, we have more separatist forces and I believe later on during the episode, we have a full conversation about how the separatists and the Republic tried to have a, uh, peace agreement there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I really like this, the, the way everything's been looking so far on this planet. And I, I'm really enjoying having that separatist feel from the Empire. Yeah. I definitely want to talk about that part of, of where Cody tries to um, to talk about peace. But that's kind of further into the episode. The end of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I... I loved how they, I mean, for the most part in Clone Wars, a lot of the battles would start where some of the heroes crash land, they end up getting out of the ship, and and, and then they fight their way through. So I loved how they kind of carried on that tradition uh, in this. And you also see, uh, you see Crosshair actually, you know, doing what Crosshair does because he was specifically a sniper. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that that's what crosshair was born to do so seeing him do that a lot in this episode of just shooting through the actual um uh through the tank cannon mm-hmm. was awesome and 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 seeing the whole thing w- w- with like the mirrors and kind of a callback to season seven of clone wars when we actually first like saw him was awesome so i'm i'm, I'm glad we're kind of getting back to that og feel and i can see star just freaking <laughs> <out>. <laughs> no it was straight up okay so you may disagree with me, but it was straight up the best action sequence that we have seen in Bad Batch. Like, yes, it's amazing sniping, but like between <laughs> Cody, between, I mean, him and Cody, and obviously I'm going to go on the sniper angle, like anything Crosshair does is just brilliant, right? But like the moves they do, like it's it was absolutely phenomenal to see them get into this, like, I mean, higher budget animation. Um really really smooth movements um mm-hmm. back to amazing crosshair sniping i mean this episode just delivered the the clone wars action the droids versus clones that like unparalleled in bad batch so far in my yeah they've got the same like, language opinion. as well but like they're <laughs> using the same kind of old terms that we used to hear and i'm like oh this is some great callbacks yeah. of them yeah. just uh yeah. trying to get in oh yeah it's really cool that stairway fight the animation there was oh. like whoa it was so good and i don't i mean i'm sure they're not doing mocap for all this stuff but it like it looked that good you it know did. it did just like you said star their budget now just seems to be 
maybe it's a combination of their budget being higher, but them also being so experienced at this point that they can just make things look real. Um, But that was awesome. And Mm -hmm. then of course, seeing Cody's knife at the end was a really interesting thing. That was really just a knife to the heart. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it's, I, I don't really know how I feel about that because at first like wait that's hunter's knife and then you know i guess hunter's knife is just standard issue but he carries it around everywhere i didn't see him even i i don't think he i saw him carrying it at all like i mean on 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 his actual like suit i didn't see any like knife holder place on his boot or anything like that so he he like must have been holding it like you know under his armpit or something, and was just like, "All right, let's go." Because it, it, it's it, a it, phantom knife. The it way just that came he, out of nowhere, and I was tech like, has I mean, phantom cool. blasters. Yeah, but, yeah, just yes. like how Hunter doesn't have like blaster, like because yeah. yeah, okay. it's yeah. Exactly. it is just yeah. like yeah. tech because yeah. tech apparently doesn't have anywhere to carry his blasters, so that, he just holds them. Neither all does that kind of thing is rampant in the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so I at first loved the knife scene because I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, they're trying to like poke at your heartstrings because like oh my gosh look you got saved by this knife like crosshair hunter but i actually upon thinking about it a little bit more i was like it just seems like now like wait that's hunter's thing and now does it mean that hunter's not that special because like anyone can do it like (laughs) yeah like it just felt a little bit like wait i thought the cool like reflexes was like a like he's got enhanced senses and like it was kind of weird i don't know but i i still like the scene obviously it was a great fight scene i'm just nitpicking because i was like wait that's hunter I, yeah, I mean, think some of my favorite parts of that like entire fight scene were just like having the uh, the battle droid like fall into the um, droidica's like shield mm-hmm. explode. I was like, that was really cool. Um, it was really good. Yeah, different different parts of that thing. I was just like, yeah, this is some amazing animation, as you were saying from before. Yeah, and I, I will um, real quick backtrack to the the knife throw. I'm wondering if part of it is the fact that we know that according to old part of legends but the, the the kaminoans when they were growing the clones if they were for different you know units would be training them differently mm-hmm. so like you know the commandos were grown in different batch and then would be a different training set mm-hmm. and different kinds of modifications to their genetics to make themselves a little more like in just in general the bad batch is just an extreme modification set yeah so i'm wondering if it's because we know cody is commander cody from the get-go Maybe he's just in like a separate class of training yeah. compared to the standard clone trooper. I think there was something in, I'm sure this probably isn't canon anymore, but at one point it was that Cody used to be a, I don't think it was our trooper, but less like a part of a special unit. And that's mm-hmm. how he got his scar. It was something with that. Yeah. So uh, he's probably got a lot of tricks up his sleeve that we haven't seen, but it's true, and and he is amazing. So you yeah. know, he, he can yeah. he can do whatever he wants. I just you know, Hunter, <laughs> there, I just wanted a... Hunter to have you know his special knife yeah. stuff. Yeah, but... there was a moment right where he's about to throw the knife, where it looks like crosshairs. Where he's like, "Oh, is this gonna hit me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be really interesting too if I mean we didn't see Cody with a knife sheath or anything. What if crosshairs just holding her? that like a knife like that and keeps it on his person and it's like a bad batch thing and 
pull it off him during a fight. But I mean, this is all speculation. <laughs> yeah. That'd be like, cool. I, are, are, are you telling me that, that you are trying to put logic into Star Wars? Really? Not at all. Not at all, Colin. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Come on, bro. No, uh, but you also have to think that Crosshair has that giant, that he is that giant, um, that he he has his backpack, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so Hunter's, uh, you know, kind of logic, reasoning makes sense of where, you know, it was probably an off, off-screen thing where he's like, hey, Cody, here's this, and he just gives him the knife. <laughs> Or as he's going yeah. up the stairs, he gets behind, you know, crosshair and just plucks the knife off the back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Classic uh, con- uh, Clone Wars. But yeah, anyways, go ahead. Uh, continuing on in the episode, they end up finally uh, making it all the way up to uh, the officer who's being held hostage currently by the governor. Um, we have a full speech. What did you think about this speech? I really, really enjoyed this uh all the way up until the end of that speech, which was a, a fun little um, kind of turn of events. But I mean, with the Empire, I, I expect nothing less. Mm-hmm. Wait, which speech? Because Cody gave a speech, but then also the governor. Uh, from the from the governor's side, uh, okay. she starts talking about um, what what it means for peace and mm-hmm. um, and what it means for peace currently because of where, where they are standing now with the with the galaxy and the Empire. I really like hearing her her side of like we had time for peace, and there's no more peace anymore uh, with this whole empire system. And I'm like, yeah, oh, really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, like Cody's whole decision to like defuse the situation by uh, immediately being like, hey, I'm gonna lower our gun. We're gonna lower our guns. I'm gonna take off my full helmet. You can see that I'm just as human as you, and there's still an option for peace. So. I, I really enjoyed like yeah. how I I think a cool part about Star Wars right now is how how many times they have to actually take off their helmet to be known as someone that's actually human. I don't think it's maybe like something being like, hey, I'm vulnerable that you can shoot me very easily. It's a I'm not a robot here. I'm actually just like you, which yeah. is very interesting because you never see that in in the 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 sequels i mean sorry from uh you never see that in the original trilogy and i i'm wondering what point it, it gets to where they're like we're not going to allow you to take off your helmets there is no time for like diplomatic conversations like there is no time for peace it's it's empire only i i kind of interpreted cody's attempt at negotiation as like a little bit of an Easter egg for the nickname that Obi-Wan held as a negotiator because mm-hmm. Cody was Obi-Wan's commander. But at the same time, it was also, I think, more emblematic of the fact that Cody, one, is showing his independence away from Order 66 again by being like, hey, we don't have to take the violent option. We can just pull out. And it's him trying to maintain the idea that peace is something that is possible, mm-hmm. but we both both sides have to be willing to work on it. Mm-hmm. But if both sides aren't willing to do it, then there, there's no point in even trying it. Then it's all just empty gestures. I felt that maybe Cody was pulling a Obi-Wan like, I felt like he learned from Obi-Wan and it felt like he was trying to negotiate 
um, with them. And you could definitely see that this was the breaking point of where Cody was like, all right, I'm not on the right team. I need to leave. Um, after he promises her peace and then the, uh, the new appointed governor. governor is just like, all right, you need a killer. And then he is refusing and Crosshair doesn't even hesitate. He just goes like that because in Crosshair's mind, which this happens a lot where the villain never really sees them as the bad guy. Like he, like the bad guy never sees themselves as the bad guy. So in his mind, he's doing the right thing. And he just, he just takes her out. You can see that look in Cody's face. He's like, all right, I've had enough. And um, it was very dark. It was very gritty. We are in that season now of the Bad Batch where all the characters are very established. So now we, we can focus more on their on uh, on their personality traits and stuff like that. So I'm very excited uh, to see where they go with Cody because I was hoping that they wouldn't fight, which like we talked in the beginning, there's a chance that Rex and Cody might fight. We'll have to see, but uh, I like the whole um, very similar traits that he maybe picked up from Obi Wan, where he was trying to negotiate. I thought mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of a cool tie-in. Yeah, I see, and I thought okay, so I thought that that whole sequence gave some like almost props to the fact that the clones, their chips are like degrading and going down mm-hmm. because. You know, if Cody, like, I'm sorry, but if Cody is going to to leave the Empire over shooting a, sorry, but random person, yeah. he definitely would have left about shooting Obi-Wan, right? Because he thinks he shot Obi-Wan off the cliff. And so, in my opinion, what I see there is going, okay, um, we're not seeing, oh, wow, this is the last straw. Cody's just electing to leave. It's that that influence is degrading from the chips because if he was going to leave he would have left about you know killing his general who he he loves and so i really liked how you could almost start to see more of the mechanism of the chips you're going oh this makes sense this makes sense you're you're giving them time they're degrading just like hauser just like everyone else at least that's how i interpreted it so Mm -hmm. but yeah i liked that a lot i think for I, I think for Crosshair, he said that he did remove his chip a while ago. So he's acting on free will right now. He's not mm-hmm. influenced by the did chip. He? Did he? Did he, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said that during that battle in the training room on Camino. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we saw right at the beginning of season one, they put him in that cat scan looking thing and right. juice up his chip and then a few episodes later he gets scorched on the side of the head conveniently where they have to take the chip out of so right yeah see a scar we don't know if it's there we don't know anything so we'll see <laughs> i think it's up in the air for sure i agree yeah i don't okay. i don't think i wouldn't trust crosshair's word <laughs> just gonna throw that out there <laughs> oh, okay all right well I, I mean for me it was like why well why would he lie like that would not i like i i mean i could see him you know maybe lying and saying like i'm not acting on the chip i'm acting on free will to show them that 
um, uh, that he's not being controlled by the chip and he can make his own decisions and that might influence his uh, his brothers to to join him. And they're like, oh, he's acting on free will. Maybe he's right, but they don't buy into the whole empire thing. Sure, but I think that's also like, he could think he's telling the truth. And right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they go and they enhance his chip, like what Hunter was saying. And then they could tell him, hey, by the way, we just took out your chip. And they didn't. They enhanced it. Like, he could genuinely not be lying, but still have his chip. Yeah. Okay. We see him grab his head all the time. He's clearly has something going on. They say they enhance it. They want him to be this soldier person. And if I was the Empire, I'd tell him, like, oh, buddy, you're making your own choices. Like, yeah. go for it. And it's still in. Like, that's what do, I would do. You, do. So, like, do you think, it's... think he's being honest? He's not lying because he doesn't know. Yes. <laughs> right, do you think exactly. it's something to do with even like the title of this episode how maybe he's just wanting the approval like maybe it's yeah. like a, a deeper feeling of like hey like he has always been the kind of person like i have to follow orders i have to do this because maybe for him that's his only recognition of that he's doing good because he he feels like an outsider no, no matter where he goes even if he hey was with the original team i still feel like he would feel like he's an outsider so like i mean um rampart even says he's like hey uh it, it's it's commendable that you you still came back to the empire after being out there for so long and doing all these things and i feel like that's what's really keeping him there and following all the orders is that like I don't want to be on the run for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't want to feel like an outsider for the rest of my life. I, I want these higher ups to see me for how good I actually am after him in his entire life being known as like a reject. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, so, it's, it's clear that he's still being viewed as an outsider by the other clones that mm -hmm. are present in the barracks because he goes to sit down in the cafeteria and the two other clones that are at the table sort of look at him and look at each other and then just sort of yeah, yeah, get yeah. up and walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, continuing on with the episode, we uh, have the, the, the governor shot, the officer rescued, the officer uh, uh, commands that uh, her body be placed in, in display for everyone on the planet to see. Um. Empire completely takes over. They head back, and then we get a conversation between Crosshair um, and Cody over in front of a giant uh, mural. Um, what, what did you guys think of this conversation? It hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that conversation is the conversation that had me sitting for an hour in my office this morning, just being like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I, I kind of, I almost said this earlier, but then it just got brought up here. But like, when he says, you know, like the thing that makes us different from Babel Droids is like we make our own choices. Mm -hmm. I just like I just sat there and I was like, dang, this whole time, like, I don't know if it's just me, but like Crosshair's lines when he responds to things, he says the same like four phrases spliced up. He says. Good soldiers follow orders. He says, we do what needs to be done. He's got these kind of phrases that he comes back to that are just mm -hmm. always this catch point of this is why we're right. This is why. And it, it's almost robotic. It's almost droid-like. And so having Cody, like, say that was just like this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I good. think it was it was Cody's 
last ditch effort to be like, Hey, if you haven't yeah. caught in the drift of how I feel at this point, I'm basically just flat out telling you. And it was him hinting that I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. This is obviously wrong. I can't believe that you don't see it's wrong when the whole rest of your squad obviously saw that it was wrong. So do whatever you want to do, but you're doing it. Point, you're going to have to think about what you've done. Yeah. I think it also kind of hinted at the fact that like the way that he said, you have to like live with the choices you've made. You could almost see like that remorse in his face. And I kept just thinking about like Obi-Wan of him being like, I have to live with this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Cody knows. He, does, he knows yeah. the feeling. And yeah. I think the, the look of surprise on Cody's face when Crosshair shot the governor I know. was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and I, it, it's almost like he could sort of tell that Crosshair didn't. And he's surprised about that. And he's trying to be, he's trying to get him to snap out of it. Just like the rest of the batch did at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, continuing on with the episode, uh, we basically have a lingering shot of, uh, Crosshair waking up and just basically mulling over in his uh, his quarters of just uh, the situation of what's happened. Um, then he continues on with his day, going to the mess hall, and then he finally gets called up uh, to Rampart's office. Um, well, once he's there, he gets uh, told he's done a good good job, gets given a, not another mission, but that he's going to be commanding it this time. And he basically asks, like, why why isn't Commander Cody? Uh, going ahead with this and you know why am i not reporting to him and uh he's like rampart's like i, d- I don't even know who cody is i need a no-, like and then he's like oh yeah sorry uh i'm gonna give you the code number for it oh okay um gives the code number and basically gets told yeah that that guy's basically gone awol cody's completely gone awol so i thought that was pretty pretty interesting and understandable of why you would you would want to leave but i think it's it's Processing more that uh, the Empire's clone regiment is absolutely just disappearing left and right. Mm-hmm. And I wonder where the point is where they're just going to be like, all right, no clones, get them out. I think we're going to see that this season. Soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very soon. I I also think because uh, the last shot we see on the planet where the mission takes place, where they're packing up you know, the clones yeah. that are left into the shuttle to fly off and you see the new stormtroopers arriving. It's very indicative. They're only using clone troopers now for anything that requires like going up against battle droids or anything yeah. that's a little more high stakes that can be, be disposable. That's, yeah. Yeah. And that also shows you how, how different the Republic is to the Empire because to you know that famous line from Plo Koon in season one, um, uh, of uh, of where the I can't think of the clone's name, but 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 he's like they won't come and rescue us. We're exposable, and then Plo Koon's like, uh, that was either sinker or boost. I think yeah. it's boost. Yeah, and I just it's it's really sad that that would come to this, and uh, because of the clones did so much for 
the Republic and for the galaxy. And the reason why they were made was to, you know, serve the Republic. And now that's falling out. They will see them eventually, you know, kind of turn into what we see in Kenobi, where it's the, where it's the homeless clone, just Mm -hmm. sitting on the ground. And I just remember like our, like our whole group and everyone like in, in the screening when, when we went, it was just, it, it, it was great to see a clone, but it was very sad to see yeah. him just sitting there as a, as a, you know, him being homeless and just kind of asking for scraps when I bet that clone did so much for, you know, the whole galaxy. And, and now he's just sitting there and he's not, you know, he kind of lost his purpose. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens because that that's a, that's a big part. It's like, Hey, imagine like a point where it's like a, I wonder if it's like a full clone rebellion. It's like, or it's just like the empire being like, no clones, you'll never come back. They're like, we are completely outlawing it. You, you can't even register again. Thanks for your service. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then we, uh, we, we basically just close out the episode with uh, Crosshair getting his new, um, told that he's done a great job, new mission. And uh, he walks back to his quarters or puts on his helmet and walks away. And yep, that's the that's the current episode end for episode three. Any final thoughts for from anyone? Yeah, Crosshair does not sleep with a pillow. Uh, that looks really <laughs> um, And can the, He's can a the back poor sleeper. guy? Yeah, and the, can the poor guy finish a lunch? Like, <laughs> just, no wonder. I love that he looked way more pissed off about that the second time. Yeah. I love that yeah. yeah, he he was like. Oh, I mean, at least I got a bite out of this meal, but the come on, man. Yeah. It, <laughs> uh, I also liked uh, the the episode of the title where it was um, it was called the solitary clone, and it seemed like not only was you know, it felt like he was in a, a kind of self prison himself because mm-hmm. he was dealing with all of his emotions, and then him being in his. Um, his quarters also seemed like he was in a prison cell. Like he would wake up every day, you know, not, you know, not really looking forward to the day because he lost his command. He doesn't have his normal, you know, family with him and everything. And everybody, you know, all, all the other clones, all of the normal clones, you know, that see him don't still want nothing to do with him. Every time he sits down that they end up getting up and he just feels alone because he doesn't have, crosshair i mean uh he he doesn't have hunter he doesn't have you know the, the the rest of his family so that title uh has a lot of uh the episode title has a lot of meanings to me um where it's not just like you know so i'm i'm very curious of what the outcome for crosshair will be at the end of the season uh because he is such a uh he is such a uh good soldier follows orders type guy and i'm really curious of what that's gonna go into like the end of the show because of he's such an interesting character and he just wants to bring everyone on the same page that he is but i don't think it will go the way that he wants it mm-hmm. well there you go wow Anyways, after the awkward silence, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, um, the, the rest of the season is just going to be very painful for all us clones. Oh, dialogues. yeah, it is. It's oh, yeah. going to suck. <laughs> Looking at oh, the yeah. trailers, too, we see Omega and the rest of the batch on Coruscant. So we know 
they're headed there for someone, <laughs> whether it be yeah. Crosshair or Cody. It's I would assume that either of those are probably the reason why they're headed to Coruscant. So it's going to get real messy, I think. <laughs> yeah. And there's certainly, I mean, in Star Wars Legends, like precedent of go get your clone friends out of the Empire, you know. So yeah. I see where they're kind of drawing some inspiration yeah. there. So <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to see that. Me too. I think something that I would love to see, I don't know if it's going to happen this season, but uh, I think it would be very interesting if maybe we saw an assassination attempt on the Emperor Mm -hmm. um, by like maybe Crosshair comes to his senses and then he blames, you know, for all of his actions on the Emperor. And then he 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 takes it to a personal level where he's the one that, you know, that goes after him. But I could definitely see them going to course not for that. I could see them going to Coruscant to save uh, Cody. Like um, maybe Cody never left the planet. Maybe he's hiding in the lower levels with other rogue clones. I could definitely see that happening, which I know that's what star wants. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if, if we'll see Gregor more in this season, because I love seeing him last season, but I could see him maybe, being with Rex uh, on on the mission to go save Cody, and then maybe he's also um, maybe Wolf is one of the deserting clones that Cody runs into, and then and then and then that's how we see Rex, Gregor, and and Wolf be like, all right, how about we go to to this planet in exile, and maybe Cody doesn't make it or something. I don't know. I could see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. A, a small part of me is hoping they find some way to hint at the original Kenobi series treatment for Cody, which was he was supposed to be on Tatooine with Obi-Wan, but then they ended up cutting that out of the whole series. Yep. That would be rad. Yeah. That would be awesome. Just just, just a little bit of closure. That would be the season. happiest ending possible. That would be the best <laughs> ending possible. For, him. <laughs> for that reason alone, I feel like it's most unlikely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Dave Filoni's a part of yeah, it. It's not going to happen. I was going to say, it is Dave Filoni. He will make you fall in love with these characters, too. And and when you least expect it, boom, something happens. You're like, all yeah. right, well. Because ah, could you imagine if they ended up doing something like that to Rex? or like I, I uh, Because I remember after Clone Wars, I was just like, oh, man. Like, I... I I was afraid because we didn't know anything that happened. And then we saw him in Rebels. And I'm, I'm like, oh, he's alive. Like, woohoo. And I could just not imagine them doing anything like that to Rex. I love Cody, but um, after what he did to Obi-Wan, you know, yeah. I'm just like, come on, bro. Come on. I'm he's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So uh, that, that was a great episode. I can't wait to see the episode where we tie into Kashyyyk with the Wookiees and Gunji. That's going to be awesome. I'm hoping that's next week's episode because I love Gunji. I love Gunji so much. Uh, and, and, and to see him survive Order 66 was very unexpected. And it's going to be awesome to see him come back and kind of uh, adjust to the whole um, lifestyle of being on the run. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Now we will dive into some news. There there wasn't that much news that, that happened this week. Uh, but first things first, uh skeleton crew should be done filming in March. How much do you guys know about 
skeleton crew. Just I know that Jude Law's in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's about You're as much as we wrong. know as well. <laughs> yeah. If I remember uh, the, the celebration panel correctly, they said it was going to be something akin to like a Stranger Things feeling. Yes. And as long as it's not like, oh, we're trying to make it feel like it's the 80s in Star Wars, but or like, no, it's the, the vibe of the 80s, then I'm okay yeah. with it. I've been saying for a while, I want a Star Wars show where it seems like it is it is an old copy of a VHS where I can just plug it in and watch it, and you just get that 80s vibe. And I think that's what they're slowly doing with these new series to where they can kind of pretend like they're casting people during like those times where th- those actors were super famous during the 80s and 90s and stuff because you have christopher lloyd coming into season three amando and we all love him as doc brown so i'm i'm very very um thrilled uh to see w- what they do um with him in that show and having a stranger things goonies type vibe of uh, of, of a star wars show Sign me up. I think that's going to be great. It's going to be lost space. There will be a lot of uh, unknown region stuff and a lot of origins for different things in the Star Wars universe, it sounds like. But what are you guys' uh, your expectations for the show? I know Josh's, but... Some fun Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that's my expectation okay. going into every show. And I've tried to stop like writing the storyline mm-hmm. for myself in my brain for stuff, because it's never going to be that. And even yeah. if it's something that's really, really good, it can still feel disappointing when it's not what you've written in your head. So I just kind of like to go with the flow and see where it takes us. And maybe it'll be kind of a new, a new vibe, a new way to tell star Wars stories like Andor was. And I think that would be awesome. But yes. I'm here for whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm really excited for 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 new Star Wars just in general. I mean, anytime that we get a full kind of like 180 in uh, in basically I don't know, uh, vibe basically, where where Andor was like a complete 180 from uh, Kenobi in sense of like uh, visual wise and the way the acting was, mm-hmm. and just it's a whole direction. And I think that's a an amazing part of star Wars right now is that we can get all these different directors to basically give their own spin on, um, on star Wars with the influence of uh, other people like Dave Filoni, I think is, uh, is great. I, lo- I love that for star Wars. Yeah. Keeps things quite varied. And, you know, as the old saying is uh, star Wars is for everyone. And I feel like right now is a great time to be with star Wars that everyone has at least one thing that they would be able to enjoy with it. Agreed. Agreed. And then the other um, news for this week would be the director who may uh, the writers for Detective Pikachu are working on a Star Wars. Is, is the writer director? Uh, it's a it's the writers. So um, I thought the movie was great. I think they're leaning towards more people that worked with Ryan Reynolds because there's a lot of other projects coming out of Star Wars that uh, are people that work with Ryan Reynolds directly. And I think that's an interesting take on Star Wars. How a com- whole fully comedic Star Wars movie. Like it's a full comedy. That would be interesting. Detective I would love to- Rancor. 
Yeah. <laughs> Down. <laughs> uh, and that would be like the origin story of the Rancor that we see in the book of Boba Fett. Like he, he like had a life before. Yes. Like, Perfect. <laughs> I signed me up. Which that's and the and the reason why we're talking about it because Hunter is working on a uh, he is working on a Rancor costume, which I haven't yeah. seen you talk about it that I, much lately. No, I haven't done much on it lately. I'm hoping to get back to it this weekend. Actually, um, okay. I've just been really sidetracked with really. I had no lots idea. Lots of other projects. And <laughs> no, really, uh-huh. you? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, my Mando bill, which I'm trying to get done for WonderCon, a, a few droids, um, some more helmets. A few droids, okay. <laughs> like three, four. Yeah, like three, four, uh, <laughs> a, a, a ring core. Just three, just three. Five other clone builds and Max Rebo, you know, just repairing mm, other builds. No, you uh, wish, Colin. <laughs> I do, actually. Uh, but... I would, um, for a comedy, like, movie-wise uh, or show-wise, I would love to see uh, maybe a tag in... Uh, okay. Do we remember the old comic book series called Tag and Bank? I want that. I want that, but you, I want it made canon because those were awesome to me. And I know there's no way... have expressed your love for Tag and Bank for as long as I've known you. It's so good. It's so good, bro. It's so funny. And those two characters were supposed to be in Solo. And, and, uh, yeah. and then they had to write them out. And I was like, come on, man. It was right I, there. I know it's a little divisive for some people, but is it? do you feel like it would be okay to have Star Wars media but have it not be canon? They already do that with Visions. Yeah, so. I know they did it with Visions, and I know that what they want to do with the the second Vision season and be like, this one story is canon, or this element of the story is canon. This is I forget what it, what I, it's called. It's that Legends thing. That's that midway point where this exists. It's a new thing on screen. However, these events didn't happen. It, it, they do that with the uh, the Lego Star Wars, where it's it's like it's a droid, but it, it exists in Star Wars. That's canon. However, it's it's yeah, it's not these events. Hold so. the phone. Are you telling me the mission in the new Lego Star Wars game where you have to get Max Rebo off a of Tatooine all the way to Naboo because he's late for a gig? That's not canon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, yeah, because I'm interested because. The whole tag and bing thing requires it not to be canon, and it would be very hard to like have it be canon and fit in properly. I just think that like I, I'm wondering where we can get to a point where you can make a star, make more Star Wars projects because I feel like right now we just have animation wise, like it'll stay in animation and this will be a separate thing and it's not going to be canon. You don't have to like follow up with everything with this, but we can have fun with this and just go wild and crazy. Cuz towards the future of Star Wars right now, I don't want them to run into the whole Marvel thing where they're like we have to stick in this MCU canon, we have to stay here and they're they'll, they'll eventually hit a point where it's like, "Hey, we have to reboot this entire thing. We got to yeah. do something new." Whereas I don't want that to happen for Star Wars. I feel like being able to keep it fresh with non-canon things is great. Which I think that they keep doing right now is with the book series. It's like it's not official until it's actually on screen. That kind of thing right now. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my angle they're leaning towards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, I kind of feel like they won't run into that problem because, like, you can always make up a new, you know, planet or place and throw people there and come up with a whole series that you can say is canon and people never interact with people from the movies or, you know, like, even, yeah, Andor had a lot of ties, but at the same time, it was a lot of new people, a lot of, like, new, fresh things. And so in some way, like, you could say, hey, this is canon, but these are fully new characters. This is a fully new time period. I mean, they can go all the way back in the past. They can go in the future. You know, they have a lot of directions they can go because they're not, like, constrained in the way that, like, the Marvel universe is where it's like, well, we don't want it to go too far because then these people wouldn't be alive because human lifespans. Because, like, Star Wars already spans so much time. You know, I don't know. We, we already have a species of little green aliens that can live for up to, if not more than yeah. a thousand years. We, we can we can play around with this a bit. You've got endless, yeah, yeah. <laughs> endless possibilities. I, I always, I worry with Star Wars media, especially with live action, where I feel like live action gets viewed as being the canon stories way more than animated stories yeah. end up being viewed. I think that's a, an official statement as well. Yes and no, because we everyone was like, okay, great, that's the initial statement that made all of Clone Wars where we had gotten at that point not canon, but then they went and re-canonized Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And then all of what happens in Rebels is canon. Mm-hmm. But I worry if, like, unless they specifically come out with statements about, like, these animated parts are canon, I always just assume they're fun bits of Star Wars. Whereas, like, if you did, like, you know, a live-action series or movie that was like entirely like bringing in something that's not canon in a very silly way. I'm going to worry that someone who's going to be is going to walk in and be like, Oh, this is the new canon now. Right. If there's not a giant disclaimer somewhere that says not canon, just us messing with things. Yeah. It's, it's also interesting. Cause I mean, clone wars had such a constraint on it, having a, 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 a film made, well, having the, the prequel to a film that, like some characters in the show can never meet other characters, even though it, it's so obvious that they could, uh, yeah. they can't talk about things, even though like, it's so obvious that they could just because keeping in that Canon and how close they are. It's like, I'm glad that we're at a point where we're with the bad batch, especially it's kind of like, we don't, we know what comes in the future, but it's so far in the future that events can happen that completely change things. These are characters that can, um, they have more uh, ability to be able to talk, ability to be be able to do their own actions and uh, things that make sense in, you don't always have to be like, okay, yeah, I understand that you can't talk to this person or you can't do that because of events in the future. It's, which it's is the, yeah. how many seasons can we put Anakin right next to Grievous without them ever seeing each other? Mm-hmm. Because he's right. never supposed to know how tall Grievous is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when they did that and and they specifically that like said, "Oh, well, we couldn't have them fight or anything because of that one line and and, and shorter than I said, expected." Right. And it's just like, "Oh, man, I would have loved to see that fight in the Clone Wars that like that would have been sick." And then every time I play Star Wars Battlefront 2 and I'm doing heroes and villains and I see, you know, them clash, I'm like, "That's not canon." I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no. I um uh, but yeah, no, I I would love <laughs> I would love to uh to see more stories that are not canon just like like just 
kind of to be there, that's fine. Uh, because there, uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but there, there was a show. It was fully animated. Um, there's like two seasons of the show. It's called Star Wars Detours. It was supposed to be on Cartoon Network uh, around the same time that that uh, that Disney and Lucasfilm were doing the deal. So those shows never got aired. But those shows exist. That like show exists somewhere in in the archives of Lucasfilm, just just sitting there. And I would love to maybe see them add that. Uh, the trailer uh, is online. It is kind of, you know, um, it's made by the same people. Uh, it's some of the same writers as Family Guy and stuff. So it's kind of like that that comedy level. Uh, but uh, just those type of shows where they have visions and stuff like that, I, th- I think it's really cool because, you know, you could say that um, – that oh well this story is um is just a story it's a legend it has nothing to do with the canon timeline but just do it tasteful so it's not like every episode starts out with canon not canon, canon right. <laughs> yeah uh but th- i think w- the reason why i enjoyed visions uh, uh, especially that first episode was i could clearly tell that was not going to be canon but I loved the story, and I wanted to continue the story um, of uh, his name is R- Ronan, uh, and I know they made a book and everything. But just seeing like a like a small series on Disney Plus about him, I would have watched that because that was very interesting to me. I, I would love to see more stories about that. Uh, Christian wanted to quickly talk about some of the episode titles. Uh, that. Yeah, just real quick. Yeah. Um, especially so because we, we were talking about you, you were hoping to see Gunji in the next episode. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the next episode. I could see that being episode six, which is titled Tribe. Okay. Um, because we know that at least in more Legends style stuff, that Wookies are described as having tribes, as this kind of in the same way Tuscans have different tribes. Uh, so I have a feeling we're not going to see him right away, but I really hope he's coming up soon because Gunji is one of my favorite characters of all time. He's the coolest lightsaber design, and he's the cutest Jedi Padawan. So he's definitely the cutest. I will give by, you that by far. By far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm low key freaking out because I, I I don't know why I just realized this, but episode twelve, the title is Outpost. Uh, and to me, there's, you know, there's a couple of, you know, places that could be, but I'm thinking it could, it might be Black Spire Outpost on Bot TV. Please, I think, please. Oh my gosh. I, please. I, I, <laughs> I think that's a pipe dream, but honestly, if they did that, that would be great. Uh, because that, that, that needs to hit, you know, the screen in some way, either if it's the big screen or, you know, TV screen, that's fine. But I think if they ended up going to Batu, that would be a very, um, a very uh, uh, kind of bad batch area, j- j- just because of the vibe of Galaxy's Edge and everything. And then they could also explain to why they have the kettle corn that uh, that record. <laughs> tell mix. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. So. That would make sense. It would be that. Oh, that's why. Because of record was you know walking by and was like, oh hey, I think you guys need this or something like that. And we like, oh cool. So, I would love to see that. I would love to see Batu get worked into a full canon, 
in yeah. some way that isn't just like you know an uh, accessory through the parks or the books. And I feel like an animated show like Bad Batch could be a great way to like warm it up and then bring it into a live action point later. Does anyone know what the uh, episode titled Pabu is referencing? I was trying to think. I have no idea. Is it? You is don't it the know cousin? What it is? Come on, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been exposed. No, uh, maybe it's the cousin of Babu Frick. Maybe it's the brother. Yeah, Babu and Frick. It... <laughs> 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 well, I'm. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Um, there's also truth and consequences in the clone conspiracy. That's. That sounds very sad to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Uh, the the crossing could that maybe be maybe crosshair is crossing over to the light side? Like I don't know. I'm, Might be I'm metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I can see that being metamorphosis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited for the clone conspiracy. That. Yeah. That sounds seven like seven and eight. My seven and eight are gonna go. be. I think that's the mid-season finale yeah. too. Yeah. So both of those episodes will will air at once, uh, and then the last two episodes will also air at once. Um, uh, oh yeah, um, there's episode ten, which is called the retrieval, and I think that's going to be maybe where they where they go in and they try and rescue some of the clones that went awol. I'm hoping Cody's among them and possibly Commander Wolf. Again, I think having Wolf would be, and well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Like, like, oh, 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 okay. So here's my thing about Crosshair. Here, here's my thing. I'm. There are a lot of characters that in Star Wars that go down that arc of redemption. I don't know if I want that for Crosshair. I think having a clone that is. just just bear with me star just bear with me okay. i think that um uh i i think that having a clone that is very set on uh on his ideals and he's not getting influenced to change i think that would be very interesting because i remember playing stars battlefront 2 of the campaign for it and there was an versio and, and and it was like oh this is great it's a um it's Empire a character campaign. yes that is clearly for the Empire, and then a couple of missions in. Spoiler alert: she's now part of the Rebel Alliance. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, all right. I was really hoping for like to mainly be part of the Empire, and I think having that for Crosshair would uh, would be great. Because... You really think someone with that kind of voice can be a good person? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, be uh, because. Oh, <laughs> oh! Uh, you also have to look at um, uh, the the original idea for of the story arc for Ky- Kylo Ren, where in in the script for Duel of Fates, he was never supposed to be. Um, he was never supposed to go go back to Ben Skywalker. He was supposed to. I, I mean, as Ben Solo, he was supposed to stay kylo ren he never got that redemption in the original script and i wish they went that route for his character be i mean because 
as much as it's I an expectation, believe- and I that's something that I I I don't know if it's if I want it to keep that way because it's like the whole rhyming thing. It's like everyone gets a redemption arc. Right. Everyone gets this like peaceful ending kind of piece. And even if they die, it's like a full like redemption bit. And I'm kind of like, hmm, I, I would love the, the whole kind of thing being like, I, I'm not, I'm not joining you. Even with me being treated this badly. No. I agree. They haven't done that, but hear me out. They also haven't had someone turn good and survive ever in uh, like seriously it's like you can be evil and turn good but you're dead like like i'm sorry like can we have like one person survive so then you can actually see what they do with their life instead of just like immediately keeling over like darth vader kylo like you just don't get like you just die like okay so what we're hearing is you want crosshair to die no 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 no. i'm saying i don't want them to do that because that's what they always do i want i want an extreme either he needs to stay with the empire or he needs to like turn good and then actually get a story because you never get to see like rehabilitated villains they just like do one good deed and then they die i okay so here's i mean it's it's not star wars but here's an example there is negan from the walking dead after all he did and then he's not star wars (laughs) well i well yeah but but i'm 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 just saying it's it's like that after i mean could you imagine after Rise of Skywalker. If Ben survived and came back with Ray and all of them to the base, and be like, "Hey guys, what's up?" I mean, that that would have just been, "Oh, that's that's yeah, awkward." But that's that's a definite. That I like what you're talking about with that whole opinion. How you're like, I want to see what they would be like after that. That is yeah. a definite interesting thing. Mm-hmm. You don't die, but you still have to live with that consequence of what you've done. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see that in Star Wars. That That'd be, be a cool. new thing. I'd like that. And nobody's going to be upset if Cody gets to like, you know, he tried to kill Obi-Wan <laughs> and if he comes back being good, everyone's going to be like, yay. So like, you know, mm-hmm. gotta extend that to Crosshair too. Yeah. Okay. I'll get off. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, so what do well? It sounds like what Star wants, like for the rest of this season. Um, Christian and Hunter, what are your um, kind of thoughts and expectations for like the for the end of the season of of what you would want to see? I want to see more episodes like this one. I want to see more clone centric stuff. I talked about this last week yep. when we were talking on the pod, but that that is what interests me most about this series is getting a clone centric perspective. And I think so far this season, we've been getting a lot of it. And based Mm -hmm. off of the episode titles that we're going to see going forward, I think it's only going to get better. Yeah. I agree. Christian. I'm I'm, I'm in that same boat where I hope to get more of the clone centric stuff. Cause it also, it, it allows us to explore that question of, what how many clones actually felt order 66 like a switch in their brain and that was their own like conscience in the back being like hey maybe don't do that but they didn't have a choice to not do it yeah all right well i think that's everything for this week uh can't wait till next week uh i'm still pumped for uh i'm still pumped for march because march is going to be a busy busy uh month for star wars fans it's gonna be crazy Mm -hmm. yep uh all right so this week hey we got him 
Hey. We got them all lined up. So, Christian, nice. Star, Hunter, where can we all follow you? In that, that order, that's that's, oh, okay. that's so, links. Okay, so in for the those order. that are listening and not on our, our YouTube channel, <laughs> where can they find you, Hunter? <laughs> uh, you can find me on mostly Instagram, a little bit of TikTok, at Hunter, which there's one extra E there down below. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no. But, yeah, that's where you can find me building all kinds of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Kenobin underscore around on Instagram and TikTok. I haven't posted a TikTok in like eight months now, so mainly on Instagram. Um, but that, that's where you're going to see all my finished costumes. And I'm going to start probably delving more into the posting works in progress because I've got a lot of things I got to get finished soon <laughs> there you go star you can find me mostly on instagram at star spangled comet um a bunch of random stuff on tiktok but i mostly recommend instagram <laughs> there you go there you go uh and you can also find us on instagram at star Wars stuff podcast uh really great news um for our character of the week which i know star will be excited is our character of the week this week is sev uh so there <laughs> is some fun facts uh coming your guys's way we're also on twitter at stuff pod we're also on tiktok search star wars stuff podcast uh and we also have email star wars stuff podcast at gmail.com facebook for all those that are watching a live stream on facebook thank you so much we are the star wars stuff group and star wars stuff podcast page please go on apple podcast give us a review even though it's all about david and we <laughs> and we also have a website that uh, that connection to our, our sister page called the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Marvel on there. That's a lot of fun, uh, especially with all the new Marvel stuff coming out this year. We're also on Twitch. I cannot stress this enough. We have so much happening on Twitch right now, uh, coming your guys' way, uh, including something that I want to set up, uh, which is where we get like a big group and play Ewok Hunt uh, on, on PlayStation or Xbox. So, Yes. If you guys are interested, um, I know Hunter's um, Xbox has kind of been like kind of iffy maybe because of the service where he lives, but <laughs> yeah. I would love to uh, to play um, that mode with a bunch of people. So if you three are interested, let me know. Uh, and then uh, that's everything. That's everything. We we love you so much. We would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Christian, Hunter, Star, always a pleasure having you on. Josh, I respect you. Thanks for being on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Star Stuff podcast. May the force be with you. See you next week.